Well, welcome to the podcast, the show, whatever you want to call us today. And as usual, we're going around the world. Today, we're in New York City. That's right, the beautiful Big Apple in America. We've got a gentleman who is an actor. He's a writer. He's a producer. And these days, he does a lot of modeling. Adam Geiger, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Mate, New York City, what a great place to live. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When it's not, when it's not below freezing, it's the best place to live. Mate, I've been there for both uh, 100 degrees in Fahrenheit and freezing. So it's a pretty right. city. But I do remember getting caught with my daughter when she was at Juilliard and everything was shut because of the blizzards. And I'm walking around New York City with nobody. And it was an amazing Oh, yeah. And, and, and like they shut down the whole streets and everything. I remember that. There was like, uh, it's only happened a few times. But if you're talking about there was one that was a few years ago, like yeah. quite a few years back, not that, not that long ago. But it was like, yeah, I mean, every time that it's like really crazy blizzard like that, they shut down all the streets. People just kind of like walk in the streets. I bring my dog out. Other people are walking their dogs. So the dogs are like playing and jumping in the snow. It's kind of cool. My, my daughter was standing next to me. I think we were in Times Square. And a couple of girls walked past going to work and we looked at each other and she said, Dad, they look like they're out there in the middle of summer, what they're wearing, and it was freezing. Right. And she said, I yeah. said, it's fashion over practicality. And she just laughed and we kept walking, you know. That's funny. Yeah, you know, I was actually thinking about doing the interview like outside here, a little outside <laughs> area. And it was like, I was like, it's 40 degrees, but I'm like, you know, that's not that cold. I no. think New Yorkers, it's just like we're so used to it sometimes. But you didn't grow up in New York. Where were you from? Okay. So, yeah, I was from uh, Salisbury, North Carolina, which is like, I feel it's got a lot of American heart. So the town that I grew up in, it's um, it's actually a historic town, but it's also very, so it's got a lot of history. It's very rich in history, but even when it comes to like having a lot of money and things like that, it doesn't really, it was very urban. It was very, what would you say? It was very like, um... It was very poor in a lot of different types of ways. So I was like uh, sort of living a life that was very connected with nature, was very much. It was a a small city. It's kind of like a Piedmont area. So I was into baseball, all of the American kind Mm -hmm. of things. I think it was like a really grounding experience to grow up in a place like that. Mate, so it was acting and the creative arts and all that in your mind back then when you were at school? Uh, not really. I mean, you know, actually, I, I had an idea of like loving those different things of uh, reading. I always really like to read, but they didn't have, you know, uh, theater really mm. in our schools or it wasn't popular. I knew a couple of people that did do theater and there was a, a downtown art center, basically. But it was very small theater that put on maybe some like Mark Twain revivals and things like that. More of like a school kind of thing for people to go to. But uh, there, I mean, you know, there wasn't really theater. There definitely wasn't method acting or or any type of, you know, kind of a culture based around that in that way. But I think that being natural and being in a natural environment and seeing myself around my friends, I think that, you know, you start to say, like, everybody's got this accent and everybody's acting in these different ways. And that mm. can be kind of endearing. And then you start to say, OK, wait. And I started separating myself. So I guess you could say my, like, understanding of how people act kind of ground was came from there you know yeah i mean a lot of people don't realize that everyone acts right some people get paid for it imagine you don't uh people know they have an accent (laughs) you know at all like sometimes i i when i go back to north carolina i i get back into that kind of accent and being around different people and i mean i i love it though 
So were you, were you a good student or did you just hide down the back and uh, get into trouble? Wow. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, that's the I, only I way. Just, I, I did good in school. I used to ask a lot of questions. I think the teachers were kind of like, shut up. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I never wanted to learn what they were saying. I want to look at different angles and stuff. And uh, yeah, so I like to sit in the back and I like to talk with my friends. So how did you end up in New York? I mean, that's a long way from where you were living. Yeah, my family, my parents, they uh, they came down to North Carolina when they were 18, 19. Yeah. And then uh, my dad sort of kind of chased my mom down there and she got pregnant with me and had me at the age of like of 19. And so uh, they were originally from New York. They lived yeah. in Yonkers, close to Yonkers. And um, so, yeah, they, they had me there. And then I visited New York. I had some family. My grandparents were like an hour away from the city upstate. And although they didn't really go to the city that much, I had some family sort of visited around there and I had been inspired and saw it at a young age. So I, I came and I saw a lot of things and, and uh, the history of New York and I just really fell in love with it. And I just felt like I was a, always had this big city kind of personality. Yeah. And I, I mean, even my family asked me and they asked my, my dad and different people. And they're like, well, when did he make this decision to, to just get up and go and go over there? And it's like, I always just felt like I wanted to do it. So you're only young when you moved to New York? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, I was living on my own since I was 16 years old. At first, I was living on my friends, uh, yeah. like couch and things. So my parents had me when they were so young. They, they separated. Like a lot of people in yeah. my generation have parents that separated early, you know, and sort of had this like single parent kind of thing going on. So a lot of times I was raised with my mom. My dad was really cool, kind of like rocker guy and everything like that. But I was sort of like in a way that makes me glad that I'm I'm very grateful that I went through all of the challenges and things mm. that I did. But I became so independent at a young age that although I didn't really have necessarily the best idea of the direction that I wanted to go, I had an ultimate vision that I knew that there was something more in life. I knew that I wanted to do something that was impactful. And I saw the things that were happening around me at a young age. And it was a little bit of dissatisfaction, but a little bit of wanting to, you know, embrace and impart uh, my essence and the things that I grew up around in the world and the way that I had saw things unfold around me. And I felt like it was very relatable. So I just made my way to New York, you know, and I just kind of found a bunch of different odd jobs. I was working at everything, doing minimum wage, two jobs at a time, saving as much as I could. And I really believe that if you do those things, then you're just kind of, uh, you're blessed because things usually find a great way of working out for you. Was it scary when you were that young? Oh, yeah. I mean, at first it wasn't because I was having so much fun being on my own at a young age that I was sort of like uh, getting into trouble and I didn't realize how things, how bad things could be. And I was hanging out with different people. And I, and I realized at a certain point, I was like, well, that's not the direction that I ultimately really want to go. So yeah. it was fun. But then I took so much, I had so much responsibility on my plate, you know, at a young age that sometimes even when I got my first apartment, um, you know, I would think, how am I going to pay the bills? You know, yeah. I would just sit up and be like, oh, I hope that something happens. I hope that something comes along. And uh, yeah, I mean, I got very lucky, you know, I would have to say. I mean, I de definitely tried my hardest, you know, to make things work and make things happen. And I believe that things would happen. I, and I was lucky enough to have a positive mental attitude and a lot of people that sort of inspired me, maybe through books, maybe through TV, you know, and that kind of told me that it was possible. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad that I just committed to that. So how did you get into modeling? 
modeling. I did it uh, through acting, actually. So I, I always thought that I could do modeling, really. But I, I knew I wanted to go this uh, method actor, real approach to things. And I knew that sort of my friends and people had maybe seen that I could uh, look good on camera and do things like that. But I wanted to embody myself in something. I wanted to show my essence, yeah. you know, and I wanted to show these things that I had. So I was like, OK, I, I, I'm discovering myself still as, as a, uh, you know, a young adult becoming a man and things like that. And I want to uh, have a say in who I am, you know. So when I was doing my acting, uh, doing my acting, I was wanted to do modeling through seeing these different photos that I saw would be through Marlon Brando and James mm. Dean. And a lot of the old actors, they had promos and things where they would have uh, get photographers, maybe even in the 60s. And even you look at Brad Pitt and them up to like the 90s, they would do these cool photo shoots. And I was just like thought, OK, I want to show my personality in these photo shoots. So I started doing those and then we're so lucky because we have social media that a lot of people were watching my things, not just people that I had known from all yeah. these different places I traveled, but the, I guess the Instagram would push it out to different people and they'd start seeing it on social media. And then people from all over the world started liking my stuff as I was just doing it for acting. And then when I was uh, when I started shooting with some really, really great photographers doing that, who had shot for things like I went to Italy, I shot with a, uh, my friend Alessandro, who I met through him being a photographer who wanted to shoot with me. And he shot for Vogue and different things. And the shots came out really amazing. I mean, so I kept focusing on my acting, but I got um, stuck in this character where I grew this full beard. And whenever I, yeah, so we had the lockdown and we had the shutdown and I was prepping for that character becoming this kind of guy saying, okay, I want to dive into myself. I want to become, you know, individualized in this way yeah. with this character. And, and I was sort of like learning these traits and skills. And since he was so isolated, I wasn't watching the news or anything. And once the, the pandemic happened, I mean, it happened while I was on stage. And they told us, like, basically, uh, you know, everybody go home. And yeah. I stayed in that character for like the longest time. And uh, as, as I saw things continue to be prolonged, I started to think, OK, well, I've written some things, some screenplays and I have all of these theater shows that I want to do. I still have these people that want to connect with me on online. I don't try to just post for the sake of just doing it and just people seeing me, but I still want to stay connected with people. I feel like it's a big sense of who I am. So I shaved the beard. I sort of was like, I'm going to really take all of this to the next level. I'm going to actualize my scripts. I'm going to do yeah. the modeling on a, in a real pursuit in a real way. So I started getting some studio shots and they just took off and all these great photographers wanted to work with me. And uh, it's been really great. I'm so blessed to be able to have that medium because it's like, I can go out and, you know, find great photographers in New York City. There's so many creatives around That's here. Like, so there's so much, so much fashion and things that I'm like, okay, I'm connecting with these different networks. And uh, we, it's been great. Before we get into the acting side and where that is today, if you look back at modeling 30 years ago, a young, good looking male or female who wanted to get into modeling, they used to take, and I mean, let's be honest, they took advantage of them. If you do this, you can do that. Now with mm -hmm. social media, do you think it's easy because you're more in control and you can put your photos out there and people can actually appreciate you for who you are and your qualities rather than just taking advantage of young, mm -hmm. uh, uneducated quite often or immature people? You know, I'm talking about immature around the knowledge of the business. Mm -hmm. These days oh, it yeah, must I be mean, a lot easier. 
Oh, absolutely. And I, and I agree with you. I think that, you know, it's like uh, we all want short term success, you know, in all of these ways, too. And mm -hmm. we, we want, to, of course, a long term, you know, vision for our lives. And, and we want to a lot of people have the same ideas or they want to communicate themselves and things. And what I say is like that social media and uh, being able to connect with people online like this gives you such an opportunity to find all of these different networks. So you can really empower yourself by being able to just, I say, just reach out to different people. Mm. You feel aligned with who you want to be. You don't have to be something that you feel is a projection of what you think that other people want. And I think that we get down the road sometimes like, you know, here's the truth of who you are. Here's what you want to communicate. But sometimes we start seeing these ideas and we end up a mile down the road trying to project ourselves to other people and trying to sell ourselves in those ways. And that can be hard because if you don't have your own personal sense of what you want to do, what you want to show to people, then you might be, you know, uh, there might be a lot of opportunities to get taken advantage of. And you might end up being really frustrated because you might not end up getting the things that you want. You know, so I think that with social media being available now, it's really changed the, the, the industry, especially in modeling for the fact that now you can get uh, in, there's a lot of publications you can get access to, maybe you might be able to find out uh, the different avenues and photographers or people who are working with those things. But at the same time, uh, you have all of this digital, uh, you know, uh, the format of taking yeah. pictures and showing that to people. So magazines aren't as exclusive as they necessarily used to be. And it's, it's kind of transforming the industry where a lot of photographers are starting to tell me now, as they see that I have ideas and I act and I do all this stuff, they're like, I want to get you on film. I want to do video. Um, and I think that is kind of transforming in a lot of those ways into that sort of medium. So we'll, we'll see, you know, how the industry goes, but I'm really, I feel really great and positive about that kind of change. Now you call yourself a method actor. I mean, I understand what that is, but for people listening, what is method acting when people just see people on screen and there's like, I think, as I said, there's three different versions, types of acting method is probably one of the toughest and it's where you fully immerse yourself. So how would you explain method acting to anyone listening on the show? Absolutely. So it, it's, it's hard because a lot of people really don't understand what method acting is. And mm. a lot, it, when you go into the practice of, of diving into your own experiences and your own mind, uh, then you're drawing from your own life experience to sort of uh, be able to connect with the, the writing. Now, method isn't necessarily just the technique of acting that you use with it, but it's also a technique of sort of dissecting and diving into the play. So in, I think the whole purpose of it is to be natural and true and try to find yourself in this moment that's connected subconsciously to the play into what is the writer trying to achieve and yourself almost forgets yourself on stage. And I think that people want to see you being natural. And when people want to see is they will want to see somebody telling them something blatantly. They don't want to see somebody signaling um, that what they're doing. So they, they basically want to be immersed in it through seeing a natural method of two actors together or, or a production that's drawing from an essence that that's based in a truth of reality. And so when you look at method acting, it's really a technique, I think, to really ground yourself. And what you can do with it is start to find yourself in these characters and realize that maybe 
you know, this life tells you, okay, you go to school, you become a, a doctor, you get married, you have a car, you get a loan, you, you send your kids to school, you know, and all of this stuff. But at a certain point, you step back and you say, well, what, what is a lawyer? What is a policeman besides wearing this uh, outfit and being this person? And you start to understand who you might be in a circumstance like that. So I think that the, the starting with that and the method, it's really just a sense of trying to get to who you really are and show that to other people in a sense that they can kind of, you know, connect with. There's a lot of stories. If you, you read about people like Jim Carrey and a lot of very successful actors that they say they're method actors and during a, the filming of a movie, they will go completely into character for that movie. They don't come out right. of it until the movie's finished. Do you think that's a wise thing to do these days? I mean, it has scared a lot of people when these guys go totally immersed. I mean, Heath Ledger used to do the same thing. Uh, yeah. But they can go too far. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, I, that's actually my approach to it as well. And people, I, you know, luckily I surround myself with creatives that understand me. And I also put myself around a lot of friends who sort mm. of like, well, like the last play I did, I told them, I said, call me, call me Henry Harry. I grew a beard. I was, uh, it was a play about, it was Brilliant Traces. And in the beginning, I had a poem about individuation. So I was very into Carl Jung and stuff. And I, and when I read it, I felt like it came into my life at the perfect time. I feel like when you're an actor or a creative in this way, uh, and maybe everybody, you know, it's like everything happens for a reason in your life and it's a reflection of you. So when you're given these plays, it's almost like, did I choose this or did this come into my life to teach me something? And you dive into these as a method actor, you dive into these building these characteristics and saying, okay, if I see myself living isolated in a barn in the middle of Alaska, what would my life be like? I found this place, what is this place? I started doing, you just do an endless amount of research and when you come closer to and become embodying the character and you know that you're not doing it as a cliche, you start to see yourself gaining these traits that you might not have ever explored before, but you know that maybe you're interested in or something that you can do. So it's a really great experience because I get to learn all of these different things about life. And I, I really enjoy that. You know, that's a, it's a, it's a real journey. And so also I think it can be kind of uh, for people looking out within you know, they might sort of not understand that process, but I feel that art is something that's so important that you give yourself over to uh, washing away your own persona, maybe washing away your own uh, shadows and ideals and, and getting closer to this space where you're able to uh, morph into something different and then you find yourself embodying you find yourself in a non-cliche way wearing these clothes embodying these characters maybe having a lot of these uh props and things or whatever you want to call them items around your house that would that would be similar to the character so i think it can drive you mad yeah <laughs> but i think that it's really a respectable thing as well and i think that a lot of art is driven by passion so you know, it might not be for everybody to go into the method in that way, but I think it's important to do it in a, a truthful way to yourself and be patient and follow that kind of like, if you can find what's true in what you can handle and what, you, what this is presenting to yourself, then I think it can be really enlightening in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of people say, you know, that's only in acting, but in real life, a lot of people play a character at work. 
or a character when they go out at night. It's not them, but it's who they think they need to be. Mm-hmm. Where you get paid to do it on stage or in modeling or in a movie, they do it all the time. Do you think sometimes they can people can be so immersed? Is that then the blur between reality and the acting, the persona, life, can then start to yeah. blur into one and then they become someone they're really not? Yeah, absolutely. You become this projection of this character, of this persona that you're trying to embody. You get kind of lost in this self, like the sense of self. Mm. And I think that me going through, I went through a lot of hard stuff, you know, growing up. So I was jarred out of my life experience. I was sort of looking at it from that essence where like uh, my persona, I knew I was making it. And I had some sort of fun, you know, doing that. But uh, I, yeah, I think that a lot of the times, you know, uh, that that's the first step sometimes of acting is kind of like waking up to the, the funny things that you might be doing or, you know, your habits and things. And uh, yeah, it's it's probably hard if you would get stuck in in your own idea of who you are, because, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people chase this way of being seen from other people. And a lot of that's really just an illusion. Have you ever finished a show or a stage night and forgotten and remained in, act, in a character when you've left the, uh, the theatre? Oh, man. It, yeah. I mean, you know, actually, sometimes I, I get it, what sort of, I'm not going to call it a torment because I feel so blessed and grateful yeah. for everything that happened. But I, get, but I do these characters and I, and I also produce and I, and I get into a lot of the creative ideas. And luckily, I get to do a lot of the lead acting. So I can kind of uh, the characters and, and, and looking at the set and getting so immersed in it is, is helps me with my acting. Yeah. And that's an approach that I built so that I can even as an actor in other people's things, I start to understand how I can see my immediate like reference points for things. But I've gotten stuck in characters before. I've gotten plays every time almost. It feels like I've gotten a play. Yeah. I felt like this was meant to come into my life and I became this character and it was <laughs> teaching me something like the main point of the play was teaching me something. And it, it's, uh, you're not ready for it sometimes. So I think it's just, uh, you know, the, the whole synergy of everything happening. And I, I've been, I played a character where my friends, uh, I was like a Vietnam War vet and we were stuck in this sort of um, a rehab. And uh, the, my, the people that were acting in it with me and the characters that they were, it was like uh, they were, I was trying to fix this radio and it was like uh, this uh, symbolism for trying to fix America. Yeah. And I, my friends, they, it was like they would always steal the pieces and they would always make it so that I had to stay there and I had to kind of be into it. And it was a comedy play. So it was much, it was a light you know, take on this subject. And I felt like every time I've done these things, I felt like it was showing me something. And I was sort of like uh, being this character. And then at the end of it, it's sort of like you come through these revelations as the way that the writers write the character arcs. And I felt like I would come through that revelation myself. So my suggestion is like, you know, maybe the uh, somebody write a script for me where I become, you know, (laughs) like insanely like uh you know successful or something like that i don't know what you would say like you know but i think life is already happening in those great ways but you know it's like be careful of the things that you pick and maybe they're gonna kind of reflect on you so much now uh, this 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 is a very important question i've actually asked this of other actors before have you ever used a character to get a date 
<laughs> I don't know if women are attracted to, uh, you know, the, the, be- the bearded Alaskan man uh, or such like that. I think that, you know, that people respect the arts and, and it takes a, you know, it's, it's a very interesting thing. And, and maybe people don't know if, you know, why do you tell your, your girlfriend or, or your wife or something? Just call, please call me while my character's name right now <laughs> you know uh but I, I guess like you know it's an attractive thing because it's very mind freeing it's very poetic in a lot of ways and I think yeah. that there's other people especially in New York that really relate to that in different creative ways so I enjoy that kind of the modeling and the fashion stuff yeah. too they sort of tend to understand I, I asked a creative one day and my daughter's a creative uh, she uses it now just for a normal job but she uses the same skills and I said to someone why do, why do people, actors and musos and all that, date each other? And he said, because we're the only ones that understand each other. Would you right. say that's a fair call? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I would say it takes a special person. Even my family, people, friends, you know, I don't think that they typically understand what acting is. So their reference of yeah. and a, what, what I'm doing is in how they see it on screen or maybe how they've thought about it in their mind or something. And I, and I can't define, like, if they've had that personal self persona discovery and they can understand if I'm just projecting myself into a character or what it is, or if they understand the actual, it's a freeing thing to me. It's a, it's almost a spiritual thing to, you know, lose yourself. And so a lot of people are threatened in life when you try to lose yourself or when you suggest this uh, idea of freedom, because we all live in this uh, hardened shell of, of who we are. So when we start to threaten ourselves against this, uh, this persona that we've made, then, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, a jarring experience. So even when I talk to people in regular life, and this is just my life view, I try to just connect with people and understand them. And I feel like that's a beautiful part of life. And I think that um, not many people are going to understand what's that sort of method of uh, freeing yourself and, and seeing yourself in this uh, different light and way. And um, maybe people that are into things like, uh, you know, Buddhism or, or into different types of philosophies and, you know, freeing, looking at that, that this sense of what, what, who am I? Why am I here? Um, those types of people might understand what I'm doing in a different way. But I also enjoy people that are my friends and different people on the street that are like, oh, that's so cool. Uh, I love seeing you do that. How are you? How are you getting up there and being like that? I'm like, oh, I'm actually going through a lot right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, so where did the where did the idea come f- to start your own theater company? That came out of a, a real raw necessity of wanting to put something genuine on. You know, I I was doing these different plays at institutes, and I was doing I was acting in these underground theaters in New York City. A lot of the ways that's how mm. it is. There's these small groups of people that get together. They have directors who have maybe been around here for a while who have studied with uh, a lot of the pioneers of of either method acting or their different techniques and Stella Adler, Marlon Brando, things like that. Uh, you know, so when I was acting in front of all of these great directors who had a lot of different great things to to teach me and show me, then I, I sort of, uh, you know, I, I thought that the, the plays that I was reading and the things that I, I was looking at them so deeply, and I'm the type of person that will read something over and over, maybe a hundred, you know, times. And I, I became in love with the scripts and I just wanted to show something of myself that I saw in these characters. I said, oh, wow, mm. I really relate to this thing that Arthur Miller wrote or Sam Shepard wrote. I want to, you know, show people this raw sense of what this is and in my perspective. And I thought that a lot of the things 
that were coming on in uh, the commercial aspect of theater were sort of not, um, you know, like I felt ahead of the curve because I felt like I was trying to bring something back into this sense of two people having a a connection and Mm -hmm. a communication or more people on stage and kind of show these uh, emotional experiences that people go through and that they could relate to that in that way. So I wanted to do it in this style of showing plays and in this relatable method, me coming from the South, I felt like it was a very iconic American experience. And, and I wanted to really just uh, go back to the roots, show something raw. I felt like that's what the actor studio was doing. I felt like that was the original yeah. purpose of like a lot of these different writers. And as I started doing my own thing, I was like, Oh, wow. Sam Shepard did this with uh, theater Genesis and all these different actors had done theater before they'd done film. And I originally wanted to do film, but I fell in love with the raw sense of doing the theater and being able to act through it and doing a whole play, you know, and, and just kind of making that go. And so, um, when I started my theater company, I wanted to make this really high quality productions accessible to, you know, uh, audiences that maybe weren't expect, you know, that they should see things in these historic theaters that are all downtown that are off Broadway theaters. And we can put these things on. I want to give them a Broadway experience. I want to give them a set and a show and acting that's top of the line. And I want to reach, reach people on these ground levels. And I felt like that was a, something that was raw about it. So I had some um, different agencies like AKA and uh, even TD Bank was helping us. And then we had uh, Theater Mania, which turned into Audience View. They were selling our tickets. It's like everybody, it's like, I didn't know that if I was, I thought maybe, you know, it's like a lot of people want to do things for the commercial aspects. So like you said, yeah. they want to find something to to sponsor them, you know, for it. But I thought, well, if I come out with my vision, I can find sponsors. I could, I, they'll see it. They'll see what I'm doing here. And it didn't really matter at the end of the day what it did, but people did, you know, see what I was doing. And even if they had their own, you know, different, they worked on Broadway and they were doing commercial things and they were putting on, you know, different shows, which, which I respect and admire, but they, they took the time to work that I was doing and, and give me a lot of, uh, I just felt like the, I felt like a lot of affirmations to what I was doing was right. When these Broadway writers and these different agencies would start to get involved, it's like, not everybody's against you all the time. You know, there's a, you can just do your own thing and yeah. you can find a lot of people. A lot of young people these days, especially in their early twenties, they want it now. Right. They're not willing to work for it. They're not willing to be patient, yeah. uh, especially in your field. I've met and people that have waited tables during the day, been on stage on Broadway or in Sydney or Melbourne at night, but that's how they've just got to make ends meet. How important is it in the in modeling and acting for resilience these days to actually make it? Without it, you can't. You really can't get anywhere. Yeah. No, I, I think, um, yeah, I, wow. Yeah, I think that there's a sense of resilience that can allow you to stay on your, figure out what you're trying to do, right? So when... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard. I, I, I've worked multiple jobs before. I've done so many different things. I think you just keep pushing. You keep putting yourself into your art. Don't get discouraged on yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, don't waste your time on things that you don't feel are, are lining up with you. Sometimes you got to even just push it further. Sometimes things feel hard, you know, in the times that you feel like maybe this isn't uh, like uh, the, I got all these roadblocks. Why is all of this happening, you know, to me? And then you just try to do something even bigger than that. 
And I think that that's, um, you know, people can take that how they want, but I just want to encourage people that, you know, although things can be hard and although, uh, you know, you might be working multiple jobs, there are people that are seeing you. And if you can stay open-minded and you can be a little bit patient, then you have to realize that you should probably be grateful for a lot of the things that happen in your life and to be able to have the opportunity to, you know, be able to, to even show people your art or, you know, just to have a roof over your head and wake up every day and, and, and be able to take that journey, yes, you know, it's, very much, you know, very much. So we, what's, what's next for Adam? Where, where next, are you going to be for the next yeah. couple of years? What are you going to do? We're going to see you on uh, NCIS Australia when it's on out here, or uh, you're going to be uh, in uh, one of the biggest Broadway shows. What are you going to be doing, bud? All of that. Yeah, I'm going to be doing that. I think I love Broadway, you know, so yeah. I love to reconnect with that. Theater takes a long time to you put your work in a theater. It yeah. takes, you know, six months ish to, you know, you really get into the character. I respect theater on just such a, a deep level. And I love film. Like I always wanted to get into to doing film. So whenever my last theater show had had been put on hiatus and I still feel yeah. we have a lot of opportunities to really still present these things. But I started working on uh, films that I was doing and I, and I worked on other directors and people started reaching out to me I was started doing the modeling but I had a couple of films in that I was working on and I started uh I I have a couple that are that are waiting around but I have one that's actively gotten a lot of interest and so what I plan on doing is I'm gonna start uh my film venture as a company and I look at it a lot of the ways that George Lucas or like and you know Adam Sandler started their own extension of themselves yes. and yeah. sort of wanted to make their own company so I have these ideas and I have a lot of people behind uh, the ideas and are interested in them and I've, I've pitched the ones and I feel like there's one that is a I have a, a necessity to tell it I feel like it's so relevant I feel like it's in a way that can speak to people and I feel like my my generation where a lot of different people everybody everybody that's in this time is really going to get something from it so i'm going to uh film the demo of this project yep. all over europe i'll be in italy i've got some uh some people that will be doing camera operating that are cinematographers for other production companies in london and i got some people on the west coast and uh, some people in florida and i'm gonna pitch the the ideas of how i have my film and present that and sort of give people my mood reels and my looks and i'm gonna be posting that stuff online awesome. while i form my my film company and i'm gonna pitch that to different producers as well as doing the modeling stuff because that's gotten a lot of success and i really love those that industry too so i'm gonna like keep going for the different magazines and keep going for the campaigns and partnerships for that and, mate if uh if a young starry-eyed girl or guy walked up to you in uh, Times Square and said, Adam, give me two pieces of advice. I want to get into acting and I want to get into modeling. What would you say to them? I would say, okay, I, I have so much advice to give them. I'd be like, all right, sit down, you know, but the two things that I would say to, to somebody, I would say, uh, okay, you, you're going to have to, you're going to, build yourself you're going to build your own career you're going to build your branding and you're not going to compromise that you're going to look mm -hmm. at what you what you want and and i and i want to encourage you to build the your sense of what you want to show to people um through your art and i want you to look um at the opportunities that come at you and i want you to look at the if you're a writer or if you're an actor i want you to look at the plays and i want you to really deeply 
dive into them and get the skill of uh, analysis. And I think that that's going to take you an insanely far amount of way because people are going to see how much you care about the projects and they're going to want to work with you for that reason. If I bought you two tickets on the Staten Island Ferry and I said, you can put anybody next to you for the trip over to the island and you've got the, uh, the 20 minutes or so to have a yak with them, who would you put on the ferry with you? Wow. I'd, I'd love to do, so I, I think, some director. I think we're going to have to say Francis Ford Coppola yep. because I feel like Col- he puts his own money into his projects. He did he did the um, Essie Hinton stuff, you know, before. I mean, I'd love to sit with Essie Hinton too, but let's say, okay, Francis Ford Coppola for sure. And I'd love to, to find out some things about how he started and how he was doing the Outsiders and Rumblefish. And I'd love to see how he put his own money into things. And him working with Martin Sheen. I really love Martin Sheen a lot. Um you know, I, I have a lot. I like, you know, maybe Matt Damon too, because I, I really like Goodwill Hunting a lot. So yep. I want to see what, what he was doing and what he was thinking with that. And then his experience in the industry. And I feel like he's got a lot. I have a lot of respect for him. So I want to just, you know, pick his brain and find out more about, you know, who he is and, and what his experience is. Mate, that's good. So Adam, if anyone wants to reach out, look, look at what you're doing, say g'day, as we say in Australia, or just uh, see what you're up to. How do they find you? I think the best way is uh, is Instagram right now. If you go yeah. on my Instagram, it's Adam Dennis Geiger, mm-hmm. G-E-I-G-E-R. You'll find me on there. You can go on my uh, my website is on my Instagram too. It's creode.org. So you can go through there. If you're interested in uh, theater or anything like that, you can DM us on our, our theater account. And um, yeah, stay updated because I'm going to have a couple of different websites and all the film project stuff coming out. Mate, that's absolutely awesome. It's been fantastic talking to you. I love uh, talking to people who absolutely love their craft. It's uh, it's fantastic to see because you're so authentic and uh, Thank you. brilliant. Mate, as we say at the end of all of our podcasts, have a groovy day. <laughs>